0: What is going on, Kansas City? This is Saturday's with Kramer here, right on the right on the Bet 1660. As always, you can chime in on the show via Twitter. Tweet at me at Kramer Talks. Honestly, I say it every week. However, you can get a hold of me, get a hold of me. If you have questions, you want to chime in on the show, anything and everything that way. And with this show today, this show today, I could spend the entire hour talking to you all about the big game tomorrow between the Rams and Bengals. But you know what? You've you've all have been listening to that constantly throughout this week. What more can is need to be said over the entire topic of it? Granted, I'm sorry your Kansas City Chiefs are not in the Super Bowl. But it has been a long, long season in the NFL, and that only means one thing and one thing only that baseball season is supposed to be starting around the corner. I mean, if you got to think about it, baseball season pitchers and catchers are supposed are supposed to, whether they do or not, supposed to report in three days. But here's the thing: I won't get to the big game till later on today. I I won't get to the big game until I give you my final score predictions, probably within the final 60 seconds of this show. So if you want to come back in later just to hear that prediction, you might might as well, by all means, come back, tune in, tune out, whatever you're doing. But still, I woke up this morning. Granted, it was 10 degrees, minus 3 wind chill, and I throw my sweats on, throw my coat over myself to go warm up my truck. And you know what? I smell the air. It's not that cold out here. And I can just tell that, you know what? Spring is right around the corner. Spring is literally... Was it four weeks? The groundhog saw his shadow two weeks ago. No matter what, he always sees his shadow. So FYI, if you do know it's Groundhog's Day, that means there is six more weeks left of the winter. But yesterday and today, even though it was so cold out there, I smelled that air. And I'm like, you know what? This was a nice, very chilly uh, morning that, you know what? If it was 20 degrees more, higher, like, say, in the 30s, like it's supposed to today, you smell that air in the morning, and you know what? It smells like baseball. I got in that morning, I got my chills this morning. Granted, it was so cold out there, but I am smelling baseball near and soon. And here's the thing. There's one thing you need to get pumped up, especially here in Kansas City, is if once it starts smelling like baseball, that's a good thing. There's a good buzz around. Things start to taste better, whether it's the the food or drinking down beer or even just if you're the water person like myself or I, I consume the alcohol at times. It just everything, once it gets to that spring, everything just seems to be better. Work goes better, work goes by quicker, uh, honestly. But when the uh, daylight savings comes, it kind of messes a little bit things up just for a few weeks. We all get that. But everything just seems to be better in life once baseball is here. And granted, we're in a lockout. I get it. But here's one thing that you should get pumped up for this upcoming season of Major League Baseball is if you're a Kansas City Royals fan, you know damn good and well that Bobby Witt Jr., will be on the big club at some point this season. And if it's not opening day like how I want him to be, then I don't know what you're doing. And, what, and, and when I know, what, by me saying I don't know what you're doing, I know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to control him for that 20 games, add another year of his contract uh, to him, and, uh, another year of service time like we I discussed and dissect all last week. That's what, they're, that's what they're going to do. That's that's the smart play. That's to keep him under control. It depends on how the CBA goes, negotiates wise. because we'll get to it a little bit later, but Bobo says that there's a good chance that we're going to be coming back on the 15th. That's three days away. I don't think it's happening, but that's just me. But here's something for the Kansas City Royals fans is to knowing that you had this top prospect and we haven't had a buzz in the Kansas City Royals organization of a top prospect, I would say since Eric Hosmer, a positional player, Hosmer, Hosmer, Mustakas had a, a, a good, great buzz when they were coming up through the minor minor leagues. Like they they were they were on it. People were like, okay, we can't wait for this guy. We can't wait for these uh, these uh, these two studs to come up here and they're going to help this team win a World Series because that's exactly what they did. They went to two World Series and won one. That's what I feel the buzz around Bobby Witt Jr. like this from what happened all last year. Then we see the. MJ Melendez is just stroking it, leading the entire minor leagues in home runs, which he should be on the opening day roster. That's just me. Or even just Nick Prado. Someone saying that his gloves are even better than Eric Hosmer was, when his time was during the in the minors. So there's something to be proud of and be happy for and to look forward to, even though there's a lockout amongst us right now, but there's things that... There's going to be baseball played. I'll let you know that right now. There will be baseball played this year because... Both sides can't afford to lose money. And when they play, they're, they're, we're going to see Bobby Witt Jr. this year. And I even I tweeted out Does Bobby Witt Jr. make the opening day lineup? 90% of you all said yes. That's awesome. Like, because I, they're, hands down, people tweet me back, like the, Jeremy Wyatt, the, the monarch here in Kansas City. Yes. Third base, hitting sixth. That's what he said. And like Tyrell Linville also replied back to me and said, he has to wait at least till June, I believe, or not so he lose some time on his contract. Granted, he's thinking like an owner. I want to thank it like a player. And I, I just want him up there. Dusty Likens tweets at me saying, duh, like, what what, what what are you talking about? A friend of the show, Dusty Likens. No, like, you can do so much with Bobby Witt Jr. for the Kansas City Royals. That's the thing say spring training happens, say someone doesn't make the big club, that's a shock, kind of like how we saw Nicky Lopez not make the big club last year and gets called up and plays the entire 162 and just hits 300, d- does exactly what you're supposed to do to keep your butt up in the majors, and he did that. Congratulations, Nicky Lopez, stud. But we can see, like, a, like say if Mondi gets hurt in spring training, so that's the inevitable. It, it, Alberto Monte's going to get hurt some point this year. We we know this. Like, as as... Consumers of the Royals baseball product, we know that's going to happen. It's bound to happen. We don't know how long, how many games he will play. We just know he's going to play a few games, no matter what. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe what Merrifield isn't healthy. And I hate talking about the health factor, but you have to like plan this in your mind where you have to think ahead, especially in baseball. You always have to think ahead. You have to think ahead. You have to worry about that game that day. But with the health and player safety wise, you got to think ahead just in case. Like, oh man, if this doesn't happen. If he goes on a slump, um, numbers are trending down that way. That's why you have an analytics department. That's that. That's why you have that. And the thing with Bobby Witt Jr. is, he plays shortstop now. Him, what, is he like 20 years old? 21 years old? He's young. You could play him in center field. You could play him at third base. You could play him at second base. You can bat him first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. You could even DH him if you want let him let him take a day off here's the thing what isn't talked about that is needs to be talked about is the fact that you can mold this kid into anything you want cuz you have him under control in your in your organization you can be like hey can we try you out at center field can we try you like let me, let's see what you can do at third base this entire spring training cuz if he doesn't get a, um, a a spring training invite that's stupid he he deserves to be there Except for the the AAA spring training. No, he needs to be in the big club spring training. You could do so much with him. And that's that's the best part about it is the fact that he's versatile. That's what you want in a player. We've seen this a lot more. Look at a guy like Chris Bryant. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying, like Chris Bryant. He gets called up to the majors. He plays third base. And when he's in the Chicago Cubs organization, he played left field. He played center field. Heck, he played... Left, center, and third when he got traded to the Giants this past year. He wants to stay at one position, and one position only. Granted, he has put his time, he put his dues in. Heck, he is a former MVP of this league, of the National League. Chris Bryant wants to stay in center field. He wasn't even called to play in center field. He was called to be a third baseman. And the fact that he wants to be in center field full time, that shows you something. Maybe Bobby Witten Jr. gets that taste of playing center field. Granted, I know you have a, you have a gold glove center fielder right now in Michael A. Taylor. But is Michael A. Taylor going to produce that Gold Glove into a Silver Slugger? Can he do that? Probably not. There's so many center fielders that are great hitters that there's no way Michael A. Taylor. I see hits 335, dry, hits 35 home runs and drives in the 100. I don't see him doing that. But I see Bobby Witt Jr. doing that. I can see Bobby Witt Jr.'s bat doing that constantly. And he, we already know what he can do with the glove at short. So that can easily transition to center field. Look at Fernando Tatis Jr. out in San Diego. He played shortstop, and then when they were trying to like mix and mingle the lineup, like when his uh, shoulder was messing up, they were like, you know what, let's play him out in center field. He can run down uh, stuff, and uh, it's less throwing, less more arm movement out there, but he can still patrol the area. Granted, he played, what, three or four games out in center field, and they moved him back to uh, shortstop just to test it out. That's what the Padres didn't do correctly. They didn't try to test this out before or after they made that trade to get him from the White Sox organization, or they didn't even try to do anything inside their own organization in San Diego. They just did it when he was up in the majors. Granted, it worked for Chris Bryant. It didn't work for Daniel Tatish Jr., but why can't it work for Bobby Witt Jr. unless you try it out? I think the best lineup the Kansas City Royals will have if Bobby Witt Jr. is in it and is playing center field. That means Witt's either in right at second base or that means you're going to have Nicky Lopez in your lineup. You're going to have Alberto Mondesi in your lineup and Witt. You need, I believe you need all three of those guys, including Bobby Witt Jr. as your fourth, in order for this lineup to produce, succeed, and just score a lot of runs. Because what I get from Alberto Mondesi, Nicky Lopez, and Witt Merrifield is if, if Nicky can bat, still bat 300, and if we see Alberto Mondesi's bat come alive like it did when he was healthy this past year and also during the the final 30 games, that 60-game sprint two years ago. If we see that and you add Bobby Witt Jr. to that, that is going to be explosive. And what I mean by explosive is you're going to see home runs. I don't see Bobby Witt Jr. hitting that 30-home run mark in his first rookie year, but we could see maybe a, a 15 home runs. But the thing is I want to get to is the stolen bases we might see in Kansas City between those four guys and Bobby Witt Jr., Nicky Lopez, Whit Merrifield, and Adalberto Mondesi. They're going to get on base. They're gonna get their fair share of hits. It's whether or not they're gonna stretch it to a double. They're gonna stretch it to a triple because Kaufman. We all know this is a big ballpark. It is a triples heaven. You get that in the gap and that's gonna roll. No, it rolls for a mile. It rolls for a mile, and we can see Royals. I see could break so many records with those four guys and their lineup for either stolen bases, doubles, or triples. Especially the stolen bases department. Like that, the Royals, we we all know they've been built on defense and speed always that's pretty much how they got there into the World Series granted they had their pitching they added Kendrys Morlaus a power bat we saw the power come from Staus and Hosmer granted they had that homegrown talent and power but we saw with the St. Louis Cardinals last year where the power and defense helped so if you got two of those things whether if you get on if you can get on base that that's awesome and a defense awesome you need to get on base and defense the cardinals did that last year they got on base via, via the home run granted But their defense was exceptional. That's why they went on that that, 18, 19, 20 game winning streak last year. Why can't the Royals do that? Why can't we think the Royals can do that? That's one thing and one thing only. Pitching. Pitching. The pitching is huge for the Royals. And what we saw last year with the the young guys, granted. They're young. You need to give them the innings. You need to let them work through it. You need to let them fail. You need to let them succeed. Look at Daniel Lynch. He came up, he failed, went down, came back, succeeded. One of the best pitchers in the second half of Major League Baseball last year, Daniel Lynch. He's only 23 years old, or 24 years old, or 25. What I'm getting at is he's young. These Everybody in this Oros organization, in the pitching department, and a little bit of the fielding is young. And I want Bobby Witt Jr. up here to experience it with all the young pitchers, with all like to get mentored by uh, Wit Merrifield, I would love for Bobby Witt Jr. to get have uh, a be men- mentored by Whit. Uh, granted, they probably they probably talk to this day. If not, that, that, Bobby, you need you need to start at, uh, talking to Wit. because I mean, you saw what Wit did mentoring uh, Brady Singer this past year, or two years, or three years, or however long they've known each other. They always tease each other. They, they, granted, they make it fun, poking fun and everything, ex- ex- especially with Brad Keller. Like, that's a fun thing. It's a fun environment. It is fun. It, they're playful. They're, they, they're enjoyable to everybody around each other. Bring Bobby Witt Jr. up there to experience that and to grow. I don't care how old he is. Get him up there. He is ready. The only thing that scares me, though, about me saying that he's ready is, is he truly ready? Because we already know the, the gap between AAA and Major League Baseball. Look at Jared Kelnick of last year, the Seattle Mariners. He got his first hit in his first game. And he went on an 0 for 39. An 0 for 39. No hits. He had put out 39 times in a row. Gets sent down. Tears it up in AAA once he got sent down. Gets called back up, and he was an above average hitter in Major League Baseball because he had to fail to come back up. Fans, if Bobby Witt Jr. comes up here and gets called up here and does that, gets that first hit and goes for an 0 for 50. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope whatsoever. Baseball's a game of failure. Think about this. You can have an average of an F of like a, of a letter grade, an average of an F and still make the Hall of Fame. You can get every You can get a hit 3 times out of 10 and you'll make the Hall of Fame. If you do that every single year, Every 10 at-bats, you get three hits. You can make the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, if unless you are Barry Bonds, you're not going to make the Hall of Fame. But still, you, I, don't be scared or nervous when or if Bobby Wood Jr. does get called up, he slumps, gets sent back down, tears it up, and you get excited like, okay, is he going to keep coming up here and do this? Because we saw this happen with Daniel Lynch. Granted, two different positions. But we saw this happen with Daniel Lynch. He was tipping his pitches. I'll put air quotes on that because, granted, was he really? Yeah, he was. Tipping that change up. Get sit down worked on it. Come back being a stud. We're going to see this. It's growing pains. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. It's what you can do to overcome those growing pains. Granted, we haven't seen him yet. Or this is all speculation talk right now. Bobby Witt Jr., he needs to be in the Major League lineup. He does. He needs to be in that opening day lineup either playing center field, shortstop, third base, or second base. Hell, put him at first base. Because, I mean, if the Royals trade Carlos Santana, since the universal DH is a thing, the Royals might have been opening up to talks or, like, spreading it out a lot more and be like, hey, darn it, we should have waited another year to trade Jorge Soler but he got more value out of him because now the DH is in National League now. But you can, you can actually have someone overpay you for Carlos Santana in the National League. I mean, Santana in the National League really didn't pan out when he was in Philadelphia for that one year. But, I mean, if you can make a a deal happen to trade Carlos Santana, go for it. I think you should. He wants to play until he's 40. I think he's like 34 now. See, he's he's on the downward tilt of his entire Major League Baseball career. So why not try to tender trading him in order to open up a spot, say, for a Bobby Witt Jr. or open up a spot for MJ Melendez because, say, first base is open. Put Salvador Perez over there. Put Minj at first base or at, at catcher. Or if you just want to keep Salvi at catcher and put uh, bring up Nick Prado. Like you can do so much, and it's it's weird to think you can do so much with one guy just blocking you. Just one guy blocking you. And that one guy blocking you is in the majors, and he's a DH. He's been in the league for like what ten years. Carl Santana's good. He was really good last year for the Royals, and he that the walks kept coming. Then that second half happened, and the walks stopped. Didn't get on base that much. But granted, the Royals were a a better team in that second half than they were in the first half. There were literally the Royals last year only had one bad month of baseball, just one bad month. That one bad month was it was a, a dread. It was a slide. I feel bad for uh, Vern had to live through it all. The Royals Insider over at Six Ten Sports Radio, Josh Vernier. He he lived through it all. He understood it. He's like, this is the, he. Because I remember talking to him. He's like, this team is just like it's there, but it's just losing those close games. They'll get blown out every once in a while but they lose those close games. I get it. I yeah, we watched this. and They had that that great second half of Major League Baseball. They they were they were a top 10 league team in the second half. I, I I see the Royals doing good things this year. I really do. I think the Royals are making a big step forward and this is a team that's going to finish right at 500 or above. That's just how I think, but it all needs to happen with Bobby Witt Jr. In the lineup, opening day. It all comes down to. That's how I think. This is Saturdays with Kramer. I'm Kramer here. If you want to chime in on the show, at Kramer Talks, does Bobby Witt Jr. need to be in the Major League Baseball opening day for the Royals? Tweet at me, yes, no, maybe so. But everything is just falling in the stone, set in stone. But the thing that's not falling is the fact that the wall is still there, the padlock is still locked on said wall or said door, to try to jar open if I'm Eric Andre from the Eric Andre Show. Let me in! Rob Manford talked on Thursday. I'm getting to it next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660. We're back at it here on a Saturday, right here on the Bet 1660. Everything worked this morning. Everything was uh, proper um, in the studio. Nothing um, – no, I'm not going to say nothing was on fire. Nothing has been ever been on fire. But uh, the grease, the elbow grease, the duct tape, shoestrings, more duct tape, and some motor oil has been keeping this thing alive and afloat. I just added more to it uh, when, uh, during during the break. So, so, yeah, now this morning, too, you know, I talked about how the uh, – that was nice waking up this morning. I can I can smell that spring air coming. I, 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 it wasn't for me waking up an hour before my alarm happens. is because my cat uh, just wants to wake me up and walk all over me. And the thing that sucks, too, is my legs hurt from leg day last night. I know you guys probably don't really care about this, but it was one hell of a day yesterday, especially the fact that that fatherhood of me now – I mean, granted, I don't, I don't have any kids, but I, I treat my cat, Moon, as my son because, I mean, granted, he is – i had to take him to the vet and see get a couple shots. His blood was on my hand because I mean because the shot mishap. And it was just it was just not a good situation. He he had one hell of a day yesterday, especially going up to St. Joe just to visit his cousins. What I mean by his cousins, the others' cat friends, and then uh his grandmother. Like he one hell of a day for him. Then I then I hurt myself later on in the, the night, and it's like we both wake up. He just wants to be energetic and everything. So he's like, you know what, hey, you did all this stuff to me yesterday. You know, one hell of it. You all probably didn't even need to care to hear that, but I just wanted. To, that's my TED talk for the, the the that that three minute rant there. But with Major League Baseball, I, I, there's no way I can segue into Major League Baseball that way, any way proper proper. But Manfred talked on Thursday. Granted, he was this list. I I I can't tell anymore whether he's being serious or genuine, or whether or not he's just uh, talking out of his. You know what? Now this is what he had to say about the the lockout. Do you believe that we will have opening day on March 31st?
1: I am an optimist, and I believe we will have an agreement in time to play our regular schedule. You're an optimist, but
0: are you prepared to miss regular season games if it comes to that? And have you sort of given consideration to what both the short- and long-term adverse effects that might have on the sports? If
1: if I hadn't – given consideration uh, to what it would mean to miss games, I wouldn't be doing my job. Obviously, I pay attention to that. I, I, I see missing games as a disastrous outcome for the for this industry, and we're committed to making an agreement in an effort to avoid that.
0: Then why didn't you send an offer letter back or a counterproposal back instead of – trying to issue a third party to come in onto this, la- like, last week. That was the buzz last week of, like, oh, we're not going to deal with anything. And then now he's going to come out to it today, which, by the way, for all you all to know, like, you know how you guys tailgate for, like, say, Chiefs games or for, like, Royals games, which, honestly, I think tailgating is more of a, 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 a football type of event. You show up three hours prior, you eat outside, you grill. Because honestly, I've had a bad experience at grilling at Kauffman Stadium because my grill was stolen at Kauffman Stadium. I'm a little bit still salty about that. But Manfred needs to get something done. Like, I'm going to be tailgating after the show because he's supposed to send that proposal to the, uh, to the MLBPA. I'm just going to be chilling back the rest of the day after the show and just be, like, waiting to see what's going to happen. But... He needs to get something done. It, like literally, he he's optimist about this this thing all starting. Granted, pitchers and catchers report in in three days. I don't think the I don't think whatever they're going to send to the the PA is going to uh, jumpstart like oh dude, we love this we absolutely love this let's sign it let's get it done. That's not going to happen. We're going to see the MLB send something to the, the MLBPA, the Players Association, and then they're going to counter it. Like they they got to because. In negotiations he doesn't take a it's kind of like sending a trade out for a player you really think someone's going to um, pick up the phone and say hey i want to send you let's just go with uh, i want to send you nolan arenado i mean, he's calling the yankees um i want to send you nolan arenado for your worst prospect like i like the, the yankees are calling the cardinals for trying to get nolan arenado like hey here's uh this minor league guy that's not going to make it in the in in, in low a like, we'll send you him for Nolan Arenado. The Cardinals aren't going to say, oh, we would love that. No, if they if they want to make talks of wanting to trade Nolan Arenado, which, by the way, that is not happening whatsoever. They want talks like that. He'd be like, no, we want Joey Gallo along with, uh, let's throw in a pitcher, throw, throw in a starting pitcher as well. They're, the Yankees are going to say, no, they want to keep Joey Gallo. Like, that's how negotiations work. If you want to make a deal done, if you want something, you want to go for it and go after it. And that's what the, both sides want. And they are going to meet in that common ground. They've met on that common ground, though. They, they've met on the Universal DH in a, a and more, uh, And that, that's good. They've already agreed to some stuff. Now the economics need to come into place. But the thing is, it's not going to happen and go quickly. Here's, here's what Rob said about the things that they've agreed upon with the, between the two. We've proposed
1: an agreement that is better in every respect than the expired contract. For the first time in history, and despite substantial opposition by some clubs, we've agreed to institute a draft lottery to address the players' concern Eh. about clubs not competing. We've agreed to a universal designated hitter and the elimination of draft choice compensation These changes will improve the free agent market by creating additional jobs that are often filled by veteran players and by reducing, actually eliminating, the drag from compensation.
0: Okay. One problem. Awesome. We got to... I guess yeah, to eliminate the uh, the tanking that we I guess we've we've seen I just think they're just fielding bad baseball clubs or the, the teams don't just have the, the the best prospects or talent inside said organization kind of like the Orioles the Orioles are are kind of a bottom feeder right now but that I mean granted I mean I guess that's cool but the fact that this snuck through like let, th- th- this snuck through and the elimination of draft choice compensation I'll I'll let you I'll let you hear that one more time. And the
1: elimination of draft choice compensation?
0: I hate that. Like, why? That honestly helps better balance with the draft pick compensation from a player saying, if you don't know what what the draft pick compensation is, it's say I send a qualifying offer. Let's just say Nolan Arenado was a free agent. I send him a qualifying offer. That qualifying offer is like a year $18 They accept it. They uh, they get that 18 million dollars for that upcoming year. If they decline it, depending on how you played, you're either a composition A, a composition B, or composition C type player in the composition uh, the compensatory draft at the end of the first round, second round, and third round of the um, Major League Baseball draft. Them eliminating that hurts because it's kind of like when our Pujols signed with the Angels that. That's a compensatory pick the Cardinals got from the Angels. I believe was either Michael Waka or Randall Grichik. I want to say it's Waka. I, I this, is, this is all memory off my head right now. It could have been Gritchick. my I think it's Grichik. It's Grichik. Grichik's still in Major League Baseball. He's he's up in the, um, a Toronto now hitting bombs. But he had that 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 thing to where they made that compensation pick with with the getting Grichik. He made his way all the way up. Like he made opening day. He made the opening day roster at one point. He played in Major League Baseball. He's actually still in Major League Baseball today. So eliminating that, I think hurts more for players or for teams in order to get better, because you're sending a guy that like hit 30 home runs, batted 300, drove in 150 and he, he walked, he doesn't want to stay with that said team, and they had to get replace that guy, and it might take a few years to replace him, but they can get a high draft-end caliber guy in the compensatory pick, in the draft slot, and now you don't. And now the competitive balance has shifted more. I hate that. Like, Like seriously. Like, really. And the
1: elimination of draft choice
0: compensation? Bobbo, oh, I, I don't like it. I don't like it, Bob. Granted, we, Universal DH is awesome. I like that. That's going to bring more talents and players to National League teams. Granted, when I was talking to my roommate Noah about this, uh, we were talking about like DH things, like who's going to be the first pitcher to DH in a baseball game. And you know, you know, you already know, this year's Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals will bat at least once. Like, I Honestly, I feel like when he's going to beg... He's gonna beg uh, uh, Marmol to be like, you know, hey, get. I want to DH today. Let me DH. He only DH once in his final season as a St. Louis Cardinal. He will. Like it. It that's bound to happen. And what Webb of the of the Giants was the last pitcher last year to hit a home run on the grand on the final day of Major League Baseball last year. He hit a home run. So that, granted, the final pitcher has already hit the final home run of the non-DH era. In National League, but you already know Adam It's going to bat. He's going to he's going to beg, he's going to beg get me out there because Wainwright's a good hitter as a pitcher. He is. He he, he was a, he's a pinch hit guy for the Cardinals. You already know Madison Bumgarner for the I'm not Diamondbacks. Yeah, Diamondbacks. He's he's going to play. He's going to bat. There's there are pitchers. Heck. I wouldn't be shocked when Zach Grinke does sign with somebody. Grinke's going to say, I want to bat one more time because we don't know how long Zach Grinke going to be in Major League Baseball. And Zach Grinke a, a, in oddball. Love Zach Grinke. Like, we might have honestly seen the final days of a pitcher batting, but then we're going to see the the start of the, the great days of pitchers wanting to hit. Because I mean, we already see Arya Shohei Otani. No, it's weird. It's like when I talk about Shohei, I don't classify him as a pitcher or a batter, I just classify him as a baseball player. Because that's what he is. And we need more of that. But what the that, that's the only thing good what Manfred said from what they agreed upon. Is the universal DH. And I tell you one thing, you know damn good and well that's what the players offered. Like, I, 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 the players wanted this. You make more money when you hit home runs. You do. You make more money, you get more butts in the seats because there's gonna be more opportunities in a home run. I graded, I love the strategic play of the National League with the pitcher batting. I love it. I I I'm like a. It just reminds me of tactics and strategies, like like playing chess or playing checkers, or heck, even playing Connect Four. There's, there's strategy in that. Eliminated that, but we're adding more to it to where it's better for the sport for people to grow and to watch this sport. It is. It truly is. But if baseball doesn't happen, it's not going to grow the sport. Because there's nothing there to watch, nothing there to see, nothing there to collect news upon, whether if it's just counter proposals, trade, rejection, trade rejections to proposals. It's just not going to happen. If, if, if The sport won't grow if that doesn't happen. And I'm scared. Like I, I'm scared for it to not happen. Three days, literally three days. Pitchers and catchers are supposed to report, supposed to make that trip to, uh, to whether if you go to Florida or Arizona, whether if you're in the grapefruit or cactus, it's not going to happen. And I, it's it's not going to happen. And I hate saying that, but seriously, Rob, I, it's like I love Rob Manfred and I hate Rob Manfred. It's like I'm in that middle part between it. Like I just wanted him to get the stuff done, and I'm the same way with Tony Clark. I, I with the the Major League Baseball uh, Players Association's president. Like I, I'm the same way with Tony Clark. I love Tony Clark and I hate Tony Clark. Let's just get baseball to happen. Let both sides agree upon things, and, and the fact that Rob Manfred even said that it's uh, owning a Major League Baseball club is technically you're not making money off it. That's that that's ludicrous. What, the Yankees, uh, someone sold the Yankees back in, like, what, 1907 for, like, $7 million? That's, like, a, like a, a 30, $3.9 billion team now. So they made profit. Granted, inflation happened. But you make money when you're an owner. You make a extantial amount of money if you're an owner of a Major League Baseball team. If you're a player, you get, eh, You don't really get, I mean, the, if you're really good, if you're the best of the best, kind of like how... I mean, best of the best right now, currently. I mean, Mike Trout, he's the best of the best. I digress, though. Baseball needs to; it just needs to happen. It it it, it truly does, and it's it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But I I want to be wrong. I want to be the guy out here saying that I want one to be expect for the worst, and then say tomorrow, because say tomorrow the player association wants to counter what we got what they get today. They send it directly. I don't, it's a Sunday. Who cares? Send it to send it to the, the uh, Major League Baseball because we want to get people to get there on the uh, on the fifteenth. I want people to get there on the fifteenth. If I don't, eh, spring training baseball games don't really start until March, anyways. So you have time. Pitchers and catchers and fielders, batters, they're already practicing. Like we we can't just expect them not to do anything in the off season whether by working out, swinging out a cage, because we already know Andrew Benintendi has already met up with Brock Holtz, uh, Mookie Betts, um, Jackie Bradley Jr. They've already met in Nashville. They've already had their little clinic of just them just wanting to bro out like good old times like they did back in Boston when they won the World Series. Which, awesome. Good for them. Good good thing that uh, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is back in Boston. I think that's a, that's a good fit for him. Even though trading Hunter Renfro is a, a head-scratcher. But uh, that's they're, they're, they're working out, they're staying in shape, it's, they're doing stuff. It's not like it was back in the 90s where they just relaxed the entire offseason, they get their little bit overweight, they work all that weight off, they get their bat speed back, and boom, they're ready for the opening day in April. That's just how things work. It's dead, totally different now These in Major League Baseball. People are faster, bigger, and stronger. They are. But yeah, no, there was an actual uh, there was a, a minor league deal that's been happening in still because their players aren't on 40 man rosters. And Eric Thames signed a, a deal with the A's, which is a pretty good low risk, high reward type of thing. I was kinda hoping Eric Thames, to be honest, possibly get signed by the Royals where they can do the a, a same low risk high reward if he like was spectacular, just trade him off for assets and value. So that's like the best thing that I think the Royals have done with, especially with Homer Bailey and uh, well, I mean Jake um, uh, Deakman was a, a Royal trade to the A's as well. But honestly, it wasn't that's not not a bad deal. So at least there's things still happening Major League Baseball that we we know namesake wise. I mean because Thames hit 140 some home runs in three years over in the KBO was an MVP twice over there. Like he has the capability. Heck, when he came to, what six home runs shy of 100 now. And he's, he's had a long career. Granted, he's 35 years old, but still, he's, he's able to put the, some good wood on the bat and send it out of the park. And that's what the Nationals wanted him to do last year. And granted, it really didn't come to fruition, but, I mean, he was there as a, a solid big role bench guy for him. So, not, not a bad deal. Because the only reason why I get to this, the A's making a deal, is because there's a lot of trades that could be possibly happening happening, and it's a fire sale for one said team, as in the Oakland Athletics. They signed an Eric Thames to minor league deal. Granted, he'll probably make the opening day roster, but when this lockout is over, literally, top 14, say there's a top 14 uh, trade candidates, top 14. Out of those 14, five of them, five of them are Oakland Athletics. Whether well, it's Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Shamanaya, former Royal, well, former Royal Organization player, Chris Bassett, or Lou Trevino. All right, and, like, there's names like Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. If you're the Kansas City Royals, why don't you just try to trade for one of those guys? Granted, it's a good, and likely destination. Matt Olson goes to the Rangers. Matt Chapman probably to the Yankees. But like, you got guys on this list like Craig Kimbrell, Kevin Kiermaier, Dominic Smith, Jeff McNeil. Honestly, Jeff McNeil, very underrated on this. Like, it's weird to see uh, the, the the Mets wanting to trade away people, even though they've been acquiring a lot prior to the lockout happened. What? Hold on. They they because the the Mets were on one. In the in free agency to start off for agency, because they signed Max Scherzer to a three-year, one hundred thirty million dollar deal. Mark Canna to a two-year, two point twenty-six point five million. Starling Marte to a four-year, seventy-eight, and Eduardo Escobar to a two-year, twenty million. So they at least there's a good reason why that Dominic Smith, Jeff McNeil, J.D. Davis, and Wilson Contreras is on. Oh no, Wilson Contreras Cub um, uh, is on the on those lists. Because they're they're overcrowded. They and granted, those are some good guys that can be sent elsewhere. Heck, you can probably package those guys to pick up a Matt Olson or a Matt Chapman over in the Athletics organization. So and like Sonny Gray's on this list, uh, Jake is on this list, and Luke Void is as well. So there's a, a lot of players that could be possibly on the move once this uh, this the lock is picked and everything's opened back up for Major League Baseball. But you got to unpick that lock first. It, it's going to be a wild, wild, wild first week once the lockouts over with, whether if it's through signings or trades, people are going to scramble and rush and probably make bad decisions or great decisions upon their investments of what they're trying to do. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the the craziness and the shenanigans. And uh, and honestly, I mean, granted, I'm on a a one week basis here on 1660, Five, subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Kramer Santo Network, so Kramer Santo Network on YouTube, and I post, I try to post daily on baseball topics and stuff, maybe like two to three minutes of me talking, but still, it's, a, it, I, I try to keep you up to date on that way, so when the lockout does happen, make sure you're subscribed, and uh, our uh, notifications on, so you at least know, if you don't want to get it from anyone else, except for me, which, I mean, granted, you're going to get it from someone else if it's news-wise, and you're listening to Sports Talk Radio, it's going to be covered as soon as it, it, it leaks, so... So yeah, no, th- it's gonna be the, like the wild, wild west here. Hopefully within forty eight hours. Like if they can get the deal upon done in forty eight hours, I will be such a happy camper. I'll be chipper. I will be waking up early every morning, not just because my cat walking all over my face trying to wake me up because he's hungry or wanting to hang out with his uh, with uh, his, his friends Pip and Rooster. But it's he's I just can't wait for baseball to start. I just can't wait. I'm just I, at at times I'm speechless. I'm flabbergasted, and I just want things to happen. And right now, it doesn't look like it's happening. But I want to prove myself wrong. Yeah, no. This is the Bet 1660 right here on Saturdays with Kramer. We're going to try to make some money on the over-unders of Major League Baseball win and loss record, and we'll get to your questions. We'll do that all next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. This is Cyrus Kramer here in the Bet 1660. Just about ten minutes or so left in the show for today, and you know what? I've been watching a lot of Olympics lately. Uh, well, it's been granted because I only watch the Olympics uh, when it comes to four times a year. Sorry if you heard that screeching noise. The mic just fell. The elbow grease isn't holding up too much, but uh, if, yeah, if you did hear that, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics has been happening, and I've been enjoying it every minute of it. And it was just like I, I love snowboarding and i got to watch uh, chloe kim's first run her olympic a gold medal run on her first run of three and she just killed it it was awesome everything was pristine and everything and it was awesome to see that genuine trueness because she even said while she was down the thing it was like i had such a bad practice run chloe kim out there getting the gold medal it was sad to see sean white's final final oh man it was this final half pipe run in olympics Unless he comes back, I mean, he's only 35 years old. Do you think he can come back in four years, be 39 years old? And I could see he's the flying tomato back out there, grow that hair back out, bring bring back his youth days. But, no, he's done so much, Sean White, to the to the snowboarding community and also helped growing that sport. And, heck, I feel like he he helped mold Chloe Kim. I mean, granted, why not? Like, she's young, he's older, he pretty much kind of passed the torch over, and now there's going to be the reign of dominance over into the United States side over in snowboarding, kind of like the past two years. It, that's are the past... Two Winter Olympics. I can't say two years because it's a four-year in-between thing, but yeah, no, it's been amazing to watch the Olympics. I love it. Biathlon. I was always geeked out when it comes to that. Heck, Moon. I don't know. I don't remember if I told you guys this last week, but he uh, loves watching curling. My cat likes watching curling. He'll sit up and watch up at night. He just likes watching the red and yellow dots fly on the, the screen. But that's it. Man, the Olympics. I, I'm going to be sad when they're, when it's uh, after the end of this next week. and it'll be over with. It's it's weird. It's really weird. But let's go to over-unders on uh, Major League Baseball. Let's do the Kansas City Royals. We'll do do five this week, five next week, and five leading up into opening day. But let's start off with a a few NL Central and a few AL Central teams. Start off the Kansas City Royals. They're sitting at 72.5 right now currently. And I feel like the Royals are going to have a very good season this upcoming year. Like, I think it's not going to be... It's not going to be too overly uh, overly exaggerated, or there's going to be right consistent. They're going to be sitting at 82 wins probably. I think you should take the over at 72 and a half for the Kansas City Royals. So the Chicago Cubs they're sitting at 79 and a half. I think you should take the under on the Chicago Cubs. They have regressed so much. Depending, pen, is, honestly, guys, this is all depending on what happens after the lockout when deals do get made and Butts gets into seats during the regular season. But I think you just got to take the under. Granted, I, but they signed Marcus Stroman, a pitcher. To, uh, grant, that's all they've done. That's all they did prior to this. Like, why would you even want to go to Chicago to, to pitch anyways? If you want to go to one Chicago team, go to the White Sox. They're at least in the up and up. But take the under, the Chicago Cubs, 79 and a half. For the St. Louis Cardinals, 86 and a half. I think you should take the over. I think Cardinals are a 90-win baseball team, and they're only going to add more because I mean they got Steven Moss that they already signed with prior to the lockout, and I think they're going to get one more pitcher as well. So stay tuned for that. But take the take the over at 86 and a half for the St. Louis Cardinals. Detroit Tigers, 68 and a half. Take the over of the Detroit Tigers. They're going to take a huge step forward this year. I think they bring up uh, uh, Spencer Torkelson, and he's going to help this team win games. Like, that's it's what's going to happen. And he's a stud. He's going to help the Detroit Tigers get to where, is, where they're supposed to be at. And I mean, this is probably the final year of Miguel Cabrera. So we're going to see the Miguel Cabrera um, uh, swan song throughout the entire year. And I think they get over 70 wins. I think the, so, take the over that 68.5. And, and the final one I want to talk about is Minnesota Twins at 88.5. Take the under. Take the under. Smash the under on the Minnesota Twins. They are not the same Twins team that we saw when they were hitting 360 some home runs to break the MLB team record a few years a few years ago. Like this is a completely different team. Pitching is different. Hitting is completely different. Take the under at 88 and a half on the Minnesota Twins. So if you want to go through that again, take the over on the Kansas City Royals at 72 and a half. Take the under of the Chicago Cubs at 79 and a half. The over on the Cardinals at 86 and a half. The over on the Tigers at 80, 68 and a half. And take the under the Minnesota Twins, 88 and a half. Take the under on those ones. Let's get to your questions here. As uh, you've all, whenever I tweet something out or put it on my Snapchat story, or you can always text me in it. We'll discuss. I got a plenty of a plenty of questions. Um, uh, first one from my buddy Noah, roommate Noah. Is Shohei Watani going to repeat his performance from last year? I say Yes. I think we get three solid years of Shohei Otani doing what he did last year. I, I just think you are going to get three good things, especially if he stays healthy through it like he did last year. Granted, he had a few little few little minor setbacks and some hitches, and Sim just needs to sit down and rest and stuff. But I think we're going to see him pitch, start 20 games, then bat the rest of the time. Because I feel like his the pitching is already there for the Angels, or at least they're trying to grow it, because that's all they've done is either draft pitching or Sign pitching that's all I have done, but I can see Shohei doing exactly what he did when the MVP and if he can win The Cy Young award as well at the same time That would be phenomenal, but I don't see him winning the Cy Young, but I, I do see him repeating what he did from last year Can the Braves repeat? Um, if they sign that Freddie Freeman, yes, if they don't sign Freddie Freeman then no Another one from him is Mike Trout going to be healthy for once grand Mike Trout was he a two-time MVP guy? He this upcoming season, if he plays all full like all 162, he's winning the AL Comeback Player of the Year, hands down. Like that that's that's a lock right now. That's a that's a lock. Whatever you see, like whatever you need to put right now, the AL Comeback Player of the Year award is going to Mike Trout, and you will make plenty of money. I'm gonna do it when I get to uh, Colorado at some point, or go up to Iowa at some point when I make my sports bets, or heck. I hope it, it, it's legalized here in Missouri at some point, so I don't have to go elsewhere to make my own bets. But it's going to happen. Mike Trout, lock him in as the uh, as the the National uh, American League Comeback Player of the Year. Um, another question is: Let's go with uh, uh, Damien, He said, "Who would you vote to become the next President of the United States? LeBron James, Tom Brady, Sean White, or Tiger Woods?" Let's go with the. I don't think. Tom Brady Tom Brady would hands down granted he had a few little cheating scandals with the deflate gate and stuff but Tom Brady's a true winner like he'll he'll get he'll he'll win. And I think Tom Brady'd be a great winning president for uh, United states if uh, if if it's between those four granted Sean white I mean granted he, he's representing the Olympics to us, but I think you should do Tom Brady over Sean White. it's between them two guys. If you're starting a franchise quarterback, Manning or Brady, if you're starting you're fresh off starting a franchise, you take Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. I'm just curious what the weapons I have around me. I think if I have weapons around me, I'm taking Brady. If I'm starting off from scratch, I'm taking Manning. So I'm taking Manning to start my, uh, my franchise. Let's also get to my prediction of the Super Bowl tomorrow, the big game. Cincinnati's going to play but they're not going to play they they they're they're not going to do good. Joe Burrow is going to be great, but the entire Bengals itself is not going to do great. Like their defense is going to get carved up and cut out by Matthew Stafford. OBJ if there's an anytime touchdown scoring, take that. If there's an anytime touchdown scoring between Cooper Cup, take that, and if Sony Michelle also take that one as well cuz I feel like they're going to get a rushing touchdown. It's going to be from Sony Michel. That defensive line for the Rams is too too strong. It truly is. It's it's one of the things that you can't really, you really can't stop. You you got Aaron Donald and Von Miller. All I gotta say it's Aaron Donald because you can't you can't single cover him. You have to double cover Aaron Donald, and he is a mammoth of a man, a beast of a man. Just imagine Chris Jones and Aaron Donald next to each other. Like all right, the defensive tackle side. I would still want to have i Chris Jones, a defensive tackle. If I had them too, as my team, because I mean, you, you just clogged that middle. That middle, is, that that thing is that thing is just going to get blown right through. The edges are going to come around and eat all day. Now let's go Rams 34, Bengals 24. A 34 24 final for the Super Bowl this year, and I'm, I can't wait to watch it because this is the very first time. That I actually get to sit down and some time to watch Super Bowl because I'm always working Super Bowl. I'm always used to working Super Bowl because of how many times the Kansas City Chiefs have been there. Or even getting to how close to it. They've I, I get to sit down and watch. I actually cannot wait for this halftime show. This it's gonna be electric, it's gonna be ecstatic. What you got? Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar. What else are we gonna add in there? Are we gonna get a hologram Tupac? I wouldn't mind a hologram Tupac. I think I'd love a hologram Tupac. I mean, they have to play California Love at some point. They have to. It just, it only makes sense. This has been Saturdays with Kramer. I appreciate you all. Granted, baseball's around the corner. I can't wait for it to happen. I hope it happens. But yeah, Buffy, Kansas City. Everybody have a safe and good one. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660.